Hi folks, and welcome to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast, where each week I explore a different topic to help you feel more confident and connected to your work as a dietitian. I'm your host, Jess Sertikoff-Ramola, a fellow dietitian and the owner of Empowering Dietitians, a supervision business devoted to working with dietitians just like you, who are tired of the status quo of our profession and ready to reclaim their confidence, purpose, and passion. Maybe you noticed, but I took an unexpected two weeks off the podcast. I'm back to chat more about it, and specifically, one of the ways that burnout can sometimes sneak up on us without us even realizing it. This is another one of those super vulnerable, super real episodes for me. I'm sharing what 2022 has been like for me so far, personally and professionally, and why I decided that a break was the exact thing that I needed for my own well-being. So surprise, I'm back. I took two weeks off of the podcast, but I am back now. See, I took a staycation from June 24th to July 4th. And originally I planned to have episodes go out while I was out of office. Um, There is some degree of manual work that happens when a podcast episode publishes, at least in the empowering dietitians world. Uh, But really for the most part, it's pretty automated. So I figured there's no reason I can't release episodes and still stay relatively unplugged. Clearly something happened to change my mind since I didn't release podcasts over the past two weekends. Um, And that's really what I want to talk about today. Specifically, I want to review how so many of us wind up burning out or getting really close to burning out without realizing it and how close I got recently to burn out myself. The full transparent truth is that I have been inching closer to burnout without realizing it. And I've discussed early warning signs of burnout on this podcast before, and I recently gave a few talks that covered some of the big reasons why we tend to overlook those early warning signs, namely the fact that we're all exhausted all of the time, right? It's like this rite of passage into adulthood that we learn to not take seriously because, you know, capitalism. There's something else, though. Something that I don't touch on very often. In fact, I don't think I've mentioned it before. Part of the reason is that it starts to get a little out of my scope of practice and into the realm of mental health counseling. I am by no means an expert on what I'm sharing today, but it's still worth mentioning because I fell victim to it recently and I'm thinking at least a handful of you, maybe more, uh, will be able to relate. It comes down to this. We as humans often don't register how traumatic or maybe just plain bonkers our own lives get while we're in the thick of it. It's a coping mechanism. Sometimes life throws us too much shit, not even always bad shit, just lots of things all at once. And if we stopped to think about how much was actually on our plate, we'd be debilitated. We'd never get moving again. So we kind of downplay our stressful experiences at the very least subconsciously. And that means that we don't always give ourselves enough credit for what we're going through. And that means that we don't always realize how limited our bandwidth is or how much downtime we actually need to recover from it all. 
I've been chugging along like I always do, though I've been noticing that I've been more stressed, more anxious, feeling like I don't really have enough time to recharge, kind of just feeling on edge overall, really. And I couldn't pinpoint it. I was doing all of the things on paper, right? I was back into my meditation practice. I was doing gentle yoga at least a few times a week. I was getting lots of sleep, fresh air, not working on the weekends. And still, nothing seemed to help. My usual self-care and coping practices weren't enough. And I could not, for the life of me, figure out what was going on. Until... I had a friend gently point out to me, what a hell of a year I've had so far. Not to mention, I mean, really the past two years for all of us on top of this one, right? And then my therapist gently suggested the same. And when two people in your life say, hey, maybe you should think about this over here. Um, Maybe you should think about that thing over here. And that's when I took a step back and I really looked at 2022, like really looked at it. And I realized I have been nonstop since January 1st. In January, I was gearing up for my next group launch. By February, I was in full on marketing mode. On top of that, I didn't have a great start to the year financially. And while I do a lot in my business to plan for slow months, so it's not like it was this acute stressor that I was freaking out about. It's still a worry that kind of sits in the back of your head, taking up space, right? It adds to the layer of what I was experiencing. And then March happened. I started off with my free workshop. And by the time enrollment closed and I had my new group cohort lined up for the next launch, I was set to take a vacation. I planned it specifically so that at the end of the crazy launch, I could decompress and recharge. Justin and I were going to go down to Florida to stay at his parents' vacation house. It's nothing fancy, nothing big. We didn't have crazy plans. We were just going to get away. I'd be able to recoup from the launch. It was going to be really laid back. And then (laughs) we had two builders, uh, customers at Justin's shop, walk in one day and offer to buy our house out of the blue without it being on the market, without it, I mean, it, it was under construction, very much under construction at the time. So when I say out of nowhere, I mean it. And so instead of going to Florida, we spent our vacation going back and forth with the lawyers, trying to pack up the house, figure everything out. Not as laid back as we intended. That week ended, Justin and I went back to work on Monday. We were still in the midst of ironing out all the details on the contract for selling the house. Again, everything was still very much up in the air, uh, but you know, the vacation was over, quote unquote vacation. Um, and so we went back to work and we were gonna be juggling all of those things. And then I got a call from my dad halfway through the workday telling me that I needed to come home. My grandmother wasn't doing well. I needed to be there and I needed to say goodbye. We spent the rest of that week in Philadelphia. Justin and I actually signed the contract to sell the house while we were there. 
I got back to New Jersey the following Wednesday. I was gone for uh, a week and a half almost, um, a little over a week. And by that Saturday, the Saturday after I got back, we moved out of our house and into Justin's parents' house. <laughs> we spent the rest of April finishing with the move, getting settled into his parents' house as a temporary limbo until we can find our, uh, our place of our own. And add on to that fact that as grateful as I am to have my in-laws to stay with and as beautiful and spacious as their home is, and as much as I get along with them, I'm living under someone else's roof for the first time in almost a decade, which is an adjustment. I'm living surrounded by more people than I'm used to, which is an adjustment. I'm working out of my bedroom for the time being because that's the space I have available to me right now, which means I'm spending an easy 18 to 20 hours a day in a single room, which is, you guessed it, an adjustment. Oh, and We've had a commitment or event every weekend since the beginning of May, often bouncing us back and forth between Northern Jersey, South Jersey, and Philadelphia, sometimes all three locations in one weekend. And you know, the rest of the world is kind of on fire at the moment, literally and figuratively. And I'm sitting here in therapy, like, why do I feel so overwhelmed? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. Uh... It, look, it's not that I didn't recognize while all of this was happening that it was a lot. I, I did. And it's not like I just kind of brute forced my way through it all, pushing and pushing myself relentlessly. And that's really why I wanted to make this episode, because I think so often we think of classic burnout, of just experiencing stress and ignoring it altogether, just hustling and hustling and hustling until we crash. I didn't do that. I scaled way back on my business. I coasted for a while. I took things off my plate. I recommitted to a lot of my basic self-care routines that have previously helped me. Again, like I said before, I was walking, I was sleeping, I was stretching, I was meditating, I was ending work by 5 or 6 p.m. every night. I was doing everything I had always done before. And on top of that, I was giving myself space to grieve and to mourn, right? Because I know grief. I know it isn't linear. I know it, it comes in waves. I know it comes up out of nowhere, months, even years down the road. So I didn't rush myself. I recognized that I would need a little more compassion in those moments when the grief kind of bubbled up seemingly out of nowhere but it wasn't enough because even though I could recognize rationally, objectively, that what I had gone through was stressful, I wasn't giving myself enough credit for how stressful it really was. I think sometimes we take our resilience for granted. We cope and we skirt by and we're not like crashing and burning in some epic catastrophe. So we think we're okay. And I also think sometimes we think of trauma as this big thing. Sometimes I talk about it with clients and it helps to think of it this way as like trauma with a big T versus trauma with a little T. And we often think of trauma with a big T, like these big events that are tragic or horrific and like 
newsworthy. And maybe that kind of trauma has never happened to us. Really, when I take a step back, I have lived a charmed life. And because of that, surely I haven't experienced like trauma, right? That trauma with a big T that we think of. Except trauma doesn't always come with a big T. And to be fair, I'm not an expert in trauma. Like I said, this conversation, it's its starting to get out of my area of expertise. I'm more speaking from personal experience and observations rather than objective fact. But I do know this. Trauma sometimes comes with a little T. These events that shape us, that leave an impact on us, that we have to cope with and get through and manage but maybe they're not exactly newsworthy. And we, or I guess I should say I, uh, I think I'm more likely to write off trauma with a little t because I did get through it, because I don't have nightmares about it, because it doesn't feel like it's, I don't know, big enough, serious enough, tragic enough to get so hung up on. So we don't get hung up on it. We keep living our lives and not even like pushing through or hustling or ignoring necessarily just living our lives, right? Because what else are we going to do? Kind of acting like everything's fine because on the surface, it genuinely feels like it is. Except our bodies are really sorting through a lot in those moments. I needed to take a step back and acknowledge how much of a tornado this year has been for me to understand why I've been feeling the way that I have been feeling like no matter how much time off I give myself, it's not enough feeling like I'm in some awful groundhog day of wake up, work, sleep, repeat, feeling like I am on the brink of burnout at the same time as feeling like I'm giving myself more time and space and rest than I have in a long time, maybe ever before. This is where we have to check our judgments, where I have had to check my own judgments, because that's what this is, right? This judgment about what should, in quotes, feel like enough rest or enough time or enough anything. The reality is, is that whatever I thought was enough, whatever used to be enough for me, it isn't right now. I need more. I don't need to judge myself for it. I just need more. I need more because I'm still processing all that's happened over the past few months. I need more because the reality of my current living situation means that I'm not always in charge of what happens in this household. And that means that I'm not always in charge of when I have restorative, quietive time to myself. Quietive time, quiet time to myself. (laughs) And I'm not always in charge of what that time looks like when I do get it. I need more because there isn't a lot of stability in my life right now. And that is what really is at the heart of it all, is that sometimes our life is okay. But because this lack of stability exists, even an okay, not traumatic with a big T life can feel unsettling and overwhelming. So when I started to think about this vacation that I had and how I was going to handle it, I knew I needed time to myself. I also, 
I have more that I want to say that I'll kind of be touching on in another episode this month, actually next week from a similar, but slightly different angle, kind of like a part two, I guess. Anyway, when I was thinking about this staycation and my intention for it, what I really wanted from it and what I needed from it, I realized that work had to be a pretty black and white concrete no-go. First off, staycations are harder than traveling vacations when it comes to boundaries a lot of the time. At least they are for me. Because it would be so easy for me to say, oh, well, I have literally nothing planned today. And here I am in my bedroom with my laptop staring at me in the corner of the room. Because remember, my desk, my office is my bedroom. I can just check my email once, right? Like, that's not a big deal. Or maybe I say, publishing a podcast episode takes literally five minutes. It's fine. I can do it. And maybe both of those things are true. I'm not saying a staycation or a vacation always has to be 100% zero work. Some people in some situations can have a beautifully restful time and still check email once or twice or do a quick call or whatever it is, right? We have to figure out what we need as individuals. And after reflecting on how I've been feeling and what I truly need, that's not me. Not this time. I needed to be able to sign off on June 23rd and not think about work. I'm actually recording this the week before my staycation. It's June 21st today. And when I tell you that I've got a lot going on in my business right now, oh my God, thinking about having loose ends tied up in the next few days, I know that it's going to be tempting to think about it. And I know that one little piece of work that I try to do on my vacation is going to open up the Pandora's box of my anxieties and thoughts and thinking about my to-do list and wondering what's going on in my inbox and all of the things. I need a clean break. I need to focus on myself as a human, not myself as a dietitian or a supervisor or a business owner. Also, As an aside, when I was looking at my podcast schedule and the episodes and deciding uh, if I was going to take the two weeks off and what that would look like, it turned out that if I did take these past two weeks off, like I did, then episode 100 would actually fall the week of my birthday in August. And I mean, how awesome is that? So that definitely helped seal the deal for me. Not only did I need the break, but now my 100th episode overlaps with my birthday. So I can do something extra fun for it or probably something very cliche. (laughs) Who knows? But really, it ultimately came down to the fact that I needed the break. And uh, I wanted to share something that my therapist recently said to me, and and it's going to go into our conversation next week too. Uh, But she said something to the effect of um, that I needed this time, this vacation. Uh, I needed this self-care. I needed these boundaries because all of those things are going to help me be more productive, right? They help me take care of myself. They help me, you know, show up better in my business and professional life and personal life all around. And of course we hear that all the time, like rest so that you can show up better. And in that moment, I corrected her. I said, yes, because that's true. And also I need this time and I need the self-care and I need these boundaries and I need the whatever else we were talking about because I'm a human 
and I deserve to be happy and I deserve to live the life that I want to be living. I'm not taking this break. I didn't take this break so that I can be more productive when I get back. I mean, of course, that's going to be a benefit. I took it partially because I'm recognizing that I'm far closer to burnout than I'd like to admit. And if I don't do something about it to start addressing it now, it it will get worse. So yeah, sure. Part of why I'm doing this is to prevent that from happening. And that will have the side effect of allowing me to be more sustainable in my work in the long run. But ultimately I'm taking this break because I'm a human and I needed it for my own well-being. Not because I need to recharge my batteries to be more productive when I get back or now that I am back. I get so confused when I record these, (laughs) when I record these ahead of time and like the break hasn't happened, but for you, by the time you listen to it, it did happen. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I'm taking this break. I took this break, however you want to say it, present tense, future tense, past tense, because not because I needed to recharge my batteries to be more productive. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit more in next week's episode. I actually, um, I did an episode on this while back, episode 36, back in March of 2021. Go back and listen to that one too. I will link it in my show notes. Sometimes in this society, we only value rest because it can ultimately make us more productive, which means that we don't actually value rest. We value productivity And we only value rest because it can help us achieve or optimize that. But what if we actually valued rest itself for rest's sake, not because it will help us be more productive, but because we straight up need it, because we can't survive without it, the same way we need oxygen and food and water. I needed rest. So I took a break. And again, I'll tell you a little bit more about it next week. Uh, when we chat not only about that intention that I I think I kind of like vaguely obtusely mentioned offhand earlier in this episode, the intention that I set for my time off um, that ultimately led me to realize that I needed the full break from work, no exceptions. And again, I'm also going to be recording that ahead of time. So maybe I'll need a third episode to say how it actually went. Uh, This is all just the intentions behind it. Um, I will also uh, be chatting a little bit in next week's episode about the limiting beliefs that tend to get in the way of us resting more. The judgments about laziness, the discomfort with doing nothing, all of the good stuff. For now, I want to leave you with a challenge. For 15 minutes over the next week, one session of 15 minutes, when you choose a time, put it in your calendar, I want you to do nothing. Now, a quick disclaimer, kind of speaking of trauma, since we've touched on that a little bit today, um, only do this if it feels safe for you. Again, uh, remember, not only am I not a, an expert in trauma, I'm also not uh, your supervisor. We're not in a session together one-on-one where I'm giving you individualized advice right now. So you have to do what feels safe for you. Sometimes distractions are necessary coping mechanisms. And I don't need anyone to sit with anything that's bigger than what they can handle. But if it does feel safe to you, not necessarily comfortable, (laughs) not necessarily pleasant or exciting, but if it feels safe for you, do nothing for 15 minutes this week. 
stare out a window, doodle on a piece of paper, sit with a pet in your lap without a phone to scroll, just be 15 minutes and let me know how it goes. Reach out on Instagram or by email and be like, just that was so hard or, oh my God, that was exactly what I needed or whatever it was, (laughs) whatever reaction you have to it, let me know. Remember, no judgment, no right or wrong. Good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowering Dietitians podcast. If you enjoy these episodes, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with your dietitian friends. And if you listen on Apple Music, leave a rating and review. This helps the podcast reach more dietitians so that we can really create a collective of dietitians who feel confident and connected both to their work and each other. You are not alone. And as always, if you're looking for that extra level of support, check out my Empowering Dietitians Supervision Services at www.empoweringdietitians.com slash individual dash supervision. That's www.empoweringdietitians.com slash individual dash supervision.